Um, and I think that what really helped us is we didn't really put too much pressure on it. We were like, we know this is going to be like, you know, going from your schedule and routine that I've known for so long and kind of like my safe place of DC and, you know, all my best friends, people I've grown up with and I've known my family. I mean, you know, it's just to pack up and go like it, it's a pretty big decision. Hey, friend, it's David Abinsky here in Brooklyn. Episode 150. Wow. Um, so honored to celebrate this milestone with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's been amazing and special of what we've been able to do together. If this is your first episode. Thank you. If you've been here from a couple episodes before, thank you. If you've been here from the beginning, thank you. Um, here at Portfolio Career Podcast, we help you take ownership of your portfolio career and design the life that you'd like to. And this episode is a special one. It's actually with my sister, Dana Lund. Um, after getting married in 2018, Dana left Washington, D.C. with her husband, Eric, without much of a plan. And you'll learn in this episode how she figured it out, the steps she took, two jobs she had for a little while along the way. Um, we also get a little bit personal, too. We talk about uh, losing uh, our dad in 2006 to cancer and then rallying and uh, around research and fundraising for kidney cancer research and organizing a team called Team Nabinsky for a race in the Washington, D.C. area um, for nine plus years and uh, what that meant to me, what that meant to Dana. And then also Dana asks me a couple questions as well. So really wanted to do something special here and just so honored and to celebrate this special milestone with you. And thank you just so much for being here. And as always, this episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There you can subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away, which has the best insights from the podcast and friend-sourced opportunities. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Here we go with Dana. Uh, welcome to the show, Dana. Thank you for having me, my brother. Before we kind of get officially started, do you know what a lip trill is? I do not. It's like... <laughs> what is that? So a lip trill, that's a vocal exercise to warm up vocal cords. And I used it uh, for your, at your wedding oh during my speech. So do you have to do this right before you start talking? And what is it? How long do you do it for? It's just a, it's just, it's just an exercise. Um, but it reminded me when I was preparing for this conversation, I, I thought about your wedding and then that moment. And I remember talking about podcasting at your wedding and stuff like that. So did you like leave the room before you went out there? I don't even think I heard these like high pitch, low pitch sounds or whatever you were doing. It was in, it was in the speech in the beginning because I was nervous. Oh my God. So do I need to do that right now? If you want, let's do it at the same time. <laughs> you can even like roll. So, you can start to feel it a little, little bit differently, but, um, but I think that that date, which was special and I'm so happy for you. Uh, also was, you know, I was beginning podcast then, uh, and also then shortly thereafter you moved to Miami. 
a week after, which is crazy. So say a little bit more about that. So you got, you got married and then a week later you moved to Miami. So before, before Miami, you were in the Washington DC area for how many years? And then. So, you know, grew up obviously in Northern Virginia, uh, stayed, went to college university of South Carolina, went back to Northern Virginia, um, lived in DC for about, I guess, five years prior to moving down to Miami in 2018. So what's crazy is, I mean, that's kind of just like a lot said in two sentences, but, um, Obviously, once I started getting serious with Eric and we got engaged and we were planning our wedding, it kind of sprung to us. We're like, why don't we move? I don't know. Just something. And to be honest, like, I don't remember that initial moment or what went off, but um, something just kind of came to me and I was like, why don't we consider moving? You know, I grew up in this great area, um, but, you know, let's see what else is out there. So Eric and I contemplated New York City. We contemplated L.A., um, and then, of course, Miami. And for some reason, we just stuck on Miami. And, you know, thankfully, we're here. Um, so it kind of it was one of those things like we kind of just thought about it, said it and just like went with it. Like, I, I feel like we didn't really give any reason as to why not or why we should. We just were like, you know, what? that sounds good. Let's go for it. And to be honest, like it was in the midst of planning a wedding. So we were like thinking about planning the wedding and, you know, doing the florals and, you know, meeting with the band. And then we were like, oh, wait, I think we told people we're moving to Miami or like, I think we told a few people we're moving and it just kind of happened. And so, you know, we're so busy planning the wedding and then we're like, oh crap, we're moving in a week. So um, it was just one of those things that we just kind of, you know, didn't do too much planning, which I know sounds pretty crazy just to pack up and go. Um, but we did it and we've been here since, um, October, 2018 and it's been great. So, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't suggest doing it in tandem with planning a wedding. Maybe that's kind of good because you don't really think about it too much and don't put too much pressure on it. Um, but you know, it it just happened and here we are. And you didn't have a job lined up, right? No, not really. I mean, I knew I wanted to be in real estate. That's what I was doing in DC for about seven to eight years. Um, I knew I wanted to be in real estate in some capacity. So I kind of gave myself time to really, you know, look at certain industries within real estate. If I wanted to stay in commercial, if I wanted to get into residential, Um, you know, Eric and I really only knew a handful of people here. So we kind of just like came down here with really no expectations. Um, or anything really planned. So that being said, you know, I made the decision to get into residential and, you know, kind of did my due diligence of looking up, you know, top companies, top producers, seeing what people do down here um, to kind of get my feet wet just because we really didn't know anyone. So yeah, I mean, we, you know, started with packing our bags, moving down here and we're like, okay, day one, we like, I think the first right when we got here, we went straight to the beach and we had like one of our, you know, bottles of champagne from a wedding gift and just like brought that to the beach, like completely bootlegged it. Like didn't even have like chairs, I don't think, or maybe had like one towel. Like, I don't even know. We just kind of showed up and we were like, all right, we're at the beach. We're in Miami. This is great. And we're kind of in that, you know, of course, honeymoon phase, but in a new environment phase. And so um, we just, you know, took day by day, like kind of just planned it or kind of just went with the flow. Um, and I think the what really helped us is we didn't really put too much pressure on it. We're like, we know this is going to be like, you know, going from your schedule and routine that I've known for so long and kind of like my safe place of DC and, you know, all my best friends, people I've grown up with and have known my family. I mean, you know, it's just to pack up and go, like, it, it's a pretty big decision. Um, and so we really just didn't put too much pressure on it and kind of went day by day just to take things in and 
get little tidbits of like good restaurants to go to. And, you know, we were familiar with Miami, but, you know, we just didn't know it as much as like living here as opposed to visiting here. And it's way different when you actually live here day to day. Um, but I think, you know, just not putting too much pressure on each other ourselves and just to kind of enjoy the moment. We're in a beautiful, you know, environment where, the, you know, the sun is out almost every single day. The weather is amazing. So, um, you know, we just kind of took it slowly and, you know, we've enjoyed it. And I've noticed that from, for the many years I've known you as the, the confidence and kind of trust in yourself and, and also developing great relationships and friends along the way and, and going with the flow from there. So, but it definitely was a, a, it was a leap. Um, but I love that idea about taking things slow and not putting too much pressure onto yourself, especially into a new city or especially into a new job. Um, talk to us a little bit about also how, like along the way you then started having another job and you had two jobs, like walk, walk us through that a little bit, Dana. So before I really decided which real estate company I wanted to align with, well, before I started that, I was like, well, you know what, what I enjoy is working out. And so where do you kind of meet people is the gym. So I was like, you know what, instead of just working out of the gym, why don't I just work at the gym? So um, being, I guess I was 30, 31, 30 at the time, I decided to take a front desk position at Equinox. And I was like, you know what, like, this is where I'm going to work. This is where I'm going to meet people. So I was doing the morning shift because I figured that's kind of when, you know, people are coming in and, you know, that's when I obviously decided I was going to get into real estate down here, obviously get my license down here. And this was all happening at the same time. But I was like, I could, you know, meet people, potentially clients, potentially friends, whatever it may be. But at least I'm in a, an area where people are coming in and leaving and coming every day and leaving. So I did take the front desk position and everyone was like, Oh, are you like fresh out of college? I'm like, no, I'm like 10 years removed from college. But, uh, you know, it was just one of those things to kind of like, I don't know if humble yourself is the right word, but just to kind of like, you know, again, not too much pressure, just like, yeah, I'll work the front desk. I'll put on my little name tag every day. I'll check people in and, you know, introduce myself. So, um, you know, it's, you know, not the most glorious thing to be waking up at five o'clock on a Sunday while, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're in Miami. Are you like going out every night and doing this? I'm like, no, I have like my front desk position. You know, it was just one of those things that was just fun and different and, you know, just humbled myself, I guess. But I met a lot of good people and, you know, some friends that I still keep in touch with and hang out with on the regular down here, as well as some clients as well. So when I got my license down here at the same time, I was working that job. Real estate license. Correct. Yeah. My real estate license. Um, Cause when you have it up in Virginia, DC, where obviously I was, you still have to reapply essentially and go through the whole process. There's no reciprocity down here. So I had to sit in the classroom for, you know, 63 hours. I had to basically start from scratch. So, you know, that being said, so then when I you know, was figuring out where I wanted to go and um, in regards to the real estate company and which one I wanted to join, you know, then it started to get busy where I'm like, well, I need to be at open houses this time that I'm, you know, working the front desk. Like, I think I should probably start to like pivot much more like hundred percent into real estate. So, um, you know, it was a fun job and it's great. I still see people, you know, I live in Brickell in Miami. It's super busy. Um, it's kind of like that mini Manhattan almost is what they say, even though it's, you know, a lot smaller, but just has the high rise buildings and restaurants everywhere downstairs. So, you know, I run into a lot of people that I met through there, um, just outside and everything. So, you know, it, I think, and that's kind of just goes with the whole thing is like, do something different and, you know, being older and kind of taking that like initial position somewhere just to take it and to just have fun with it. Like, 
it was fun and it was different. But, um, you know, once I, you know, really figured out where I wanted to be with real estate wise and that was picking up, um, I, I had to leave the front desk, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a really amazing story in terms of, you know, trying different things, having a side hustle, aligning yourself with things that you like, aligning yourself around, uh, I mean, well-being, obviously working out, uh, and then aligning yourself around where people are um, and just being near conversations um, and kind of going from there. Exactly. Like I would, you know, you would check someone in, you could see where they live. Um, And so I remember one time I was overhearing a conversation about a neighborhood where someone lived. I'm like, oh, I I chimed in just who I am and just kind of, I don't want to say like eavesdropping, but I just kind of put myself in this conversation and I was like, oh, I actually have showings in that neighborhood later. They're like showings. And I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm a real estate agent. And they're like, oh, well actually. And so I was able to pick up a client that way. So like, that's what's, it was just really interesting, you know, and you just never really know. So it's always good to kind of just put yourself out there and talk and, you know, someone hopefully can, you know, talk back, I guess, you know, or at least you can form a conversation and introduce yourself as to what you're doing and see where it leads. Yeah. And it's a launch pad and it's never, I'm sure it rarely comes up and I'm probably one of the few people that know about it, um, <laughs> but, um, which is great. Like a front desk shirt and name tag somewhere. <laughs> uh, and so then now, you know, full-time, obviously Miami has seen an economic, a relative economic boom. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a very difficult time to meet people, meet new people. Um, talk to us a little bit about as a real estate agent, how you've been able to meet new people, foster relationships, find new clients uh, during this uh, social isolation Mm -hmm. uh, time period? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, you know, of course we're going through something crazy and, you know, really unfortunate that everyone is experiencing. Um, I will say Miami as a whole at this point where we are is, you know, as it's definitely not normal, but, you know, my, luckily my career has been somewhat quote unquote normal. Um, we've been able to have open houses. We've been able to, you know, dine at restaurants. A lot of the restaurants down here do offer outdoor seating. So if you're feeling comfortable with that, um, you know, so we're not totally, totally isolated. And I mean that to just, that's just kind of where I am right now, what I'm experiencing down here, but Um, in regards to work. So with open houses still taking place, I mean, of course, everyone's doing the extra safety precautions of social distancing and wearing a mask and putting booties on your shoes or taking your shoes off, you know, but thankfully and luckily that has still been happening. So I've been able to meet clients that way um, and still kind of conduct normal business. Um, That being said, though, a lot of things are done electronically. Um, You know, closings are happening where you're not even traditionally meeting at the closing table anymore. I mean, that's all change drastically. Um, so with that being said, just how I've been able to meet and foster, uh, relationships is just by, you know, past clients, as well as, you know, with your, to your regard of Miami now really skyrocketing and, um, people really are gravitating to move down here. So I'm thankfully working actually currently with a few clients from the DC area that are expressing interest in moving down here. Um, in addition to, uh, people from the DC area that have already moved here and they're just relocating within Miami. So luckily it's kind of worked out for me in that sense too, because, you know, coming down here, I, I didn't have my friend base. I didn't have my family base. I didn't have, you know, people that I knew forever. And so that's kind of when you're a real estate agent, those are your, your sphere is kind of your first group that you reach out to. So I'm like, wait, crap, I don't really have that like 
let me go like become really good friends with my dentist down here, you know, or, or something like that. So, but thankfully right now, you know, I am working with friends that I went to high school with and that's super fun and super cool. It kind of, you know, changes the dynamic and, um, you know, it's just a lot of fun. So I, I, I'm luckily, luckily dealing with that right now. But I think, you know, it just goes into the same thing, which we've all been doing, whether you're in real estate or whether you're in any sort of business job as, you know, we're constantly checking in on people. I think we're all, you know, so plugged in with our phones. And so it's really easy to FaceTime or text or call someone just to check in. So um, I think that really helps as well, just continuing to foster relationships and, you know, meeting new clients, like it still happens, whether that's at open houses or whether that's at, you know, different showings or, you know, even if you're just kind of at the grocery store, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of meet someone anywhere and it, it it's because everyone is realizing like Miami is really a destination right now. And so there's someone that's either expressed moving down here or know someone that's moving down here or talking about moving down here. So um, it's kind of a relatively easy conversation to have. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And um, so another thing that I wanted to talk about um, for to celebrate this episode 150 was so- something that's personal to me and personal to you um, that we haven't been able to talk or that I haven't talked about as much in the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And it was another reason why I wanted to talk to you a, cause I haven't talked to you that much in a while, but also uh, to give uh, listeners a better understanding of how I started thinking about, you know, um, prior portfolio career types of experiences, other personal moments, personal things, personal projects that, um, gave me confidence, gave me skills. Um, and that was team Nabinsky. Um, and so for people that aren't familiar with it, team Nabinsky was a, um, a team for a race, um, the boo run for life race, uh, after we lost, uh, our dad in 2006, a couple years later, starting in 2010, uh, we, uh, started participating in this Boo Run for Life race. And that experience really helped me as a person uh, grow up uh, and learn how I could uh, lead and uh, step into a little bit more courage. And um, would be curious to hear your thoughts looking back at it now, t- 2010. Um, I know it seems like a while ago, but, you know, we were doing it every year um, since then, except for this past year, because the race was, was canceled. Um, But uh, yeah, just be curious to hear your thoughts about Team Nabinsky, personal projects, um, how that made you maybe a better person, better leader. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, ultimately, you know, we went through something that was really tough for all of us um, and we all kind of it hit us, you know, at different times and you're kind of feeling sad and, you know, it it just, grief kind of hits you in a a different way every day in a sense. But I think what was wonderful about Team Nabinsky and what it all kind of taught us is, you know, we can lean on each other internally as a family and we have each other, which is amazing. And, you know, thankfully we had each other. And I think what Team Nabinsky then taught us all is, you know, we also have friends that really care for us. And we have a community that really cares for us. And there's also other people that have been through what we've been through, you know? And I think it kind of just gave us that, okay, a sense of like a group of a community of other people we could lean on, 
you know, those Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings, you know, Saturday when we're going to get the, the jackets or the shirts or the, the, the bags with, you know, your number and everything. And then Sunday morning, we're driving to the tidal basin. And I still feel like after however many years we always get lost or mom doesn't know where the parking is or, you know, something happens, but it's like, it's kind of like the beauty of the whole moment, you know, and we kind of, we show up there as a family. We have family from Pittsburgh drive down and support us, which is amazing. We have, you know, people's babies being coming in in a stroller. There's dogs there wearing the team Nabinsky uh, bandana. So it's just, it's amazing. And I feel like that when you look around and just see like, wow, there's, there's something here so much bigger than us too. And it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's beautiful to see. And, you know, we have friends coming, doing the race out of a wedding the night before. And you're like, how are you running right now? And how are you doing this? You know, but it's just, it's, it's really a beautiful thing to see. And I think, you know, in anything in life, when you, when someone unfortunately does go through something so tragic and, you know, kind of out of nowhere, it's like you're, you're, you're stopped in your place for a bit. And I think when you can start to like take it in, you know, and um, kind of see like, okay, like I know, unfortunately, like there is going to be this will continue, you know, like this situation, unfortunately, like could happen to another family. And this is what has happened to us, but this is how we stick together. Um, this is how we lean on each other. And I think, you know, Tina Binsky has really helped that. And so, you know, the little things of wearing the bracelet or the bandana or um, the penny or, you know, the jacket, whatever it is, but like, it's just those little moments where you're like, you look at it and you're like, wow, like there's so many people here that like care for us, you know, and, you know, and support us. And, you know, there's nothing, you can't even put that into words. Um, I think it, it just shows like, you know, there's something here that is so strong and so beautiful and um, whether our message can help or whether our uh, sense of community can help other people that are going through something like even it's just one family. I mean, I know that we've met a lot of families through this and it's, it's just, it's, it's a great, great thing for something that, you know, unfortunately was all of our darkest days, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's something that I feel like will continue for us. And, you know, even in our family chat, when we just do like hashtag Tina Binsky over like, I don't know, like eating Polish food tonight, hashtag Tina Binsky, like something so like, just whatever, but it's, it's, it's nice to have and, you know, nice for all of us to kind of like lean back on and, um, you know, after so many years, it's still going and I think we'll, we'll still go and hopefully, you know, next year that we can all be at the tidal basin and safely run. I mean, I feel like we could socially distance run if it gets to that, but you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And I think, um, you know, just forever grateful for everyone's support and, um, being able to, to continue the tradition year after year. Yeah. Um, definitely thankful for all the supporters. Um, and you brought you, that brings up a good point too, in the sense that I think I was always shocked and surprised by the support and, mm-hmm. and that people want to help. And when, and so I think that's a lesson that we can apply to other areas. Um, obviously if we're asking for help 24 seven, they're likely not going to receive help, but, but you know, during tough times to know that there is people out there could just be one person. But uh, yeah, I think we, I was surprised and it was how people showed up to help Um, and like all the different ways that people got involved. And that was so fun of like, I remember like, you know, thinking about like, when we would like create bandanas or pennies and sell shirts and did all these different like campaigns and stuff. And it just was like, so fun to see, like, I remember like I was in San Francisco and I remember getting like email from like 
the pr- tech platform that we were using to sell whatever, I think it was bandanas at that time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so-and-so friend from so from this other city, this other country, somebody I hadn't talked to in a long time. And like, they bought, <laughs> they bought it. And I was like, what? Yeah, it's and, so cool. Yeah. And especially back then, I mean, I think now, um, you, you, we know the power of the internet and like, we know mm-hmm. how you can just keep friends from all around the world. But uh, I remember just back then be like, how did so-and-so know about this? And it's just, right. the, it's the beauty of putting something out there, asking for help, asking for someone to collaborate and support. And you never know. You never know. I mean, sometimes remember it was, I don't know, maybe like five or six years ago, I got a text from a friend that I haven't spoken to in a while. And he just sent me a photo of like him wearing the team Nabinsky bracelet. I was like, Oh, hi, like, nice to hear from you. That's really cool. You know? And it was just like a random day, you know, it wasn't even like the race was coming up. It was just like a random day. And like, I'll even, you know, coming up to the race, someone will be like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I'm trying to make it work. I have, you know, this going on. I'm like, it's okay. Like, thank you so much though. Like, it's just little things like that. You're like, wow. Like having this community, having our friends, having our family, like, it's just so great. I mean, it's just so cool to see. Yeah. I think another lesson that I got from that too, was like, like you can try to plan to say, we're going to do X this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to do bigger and better than the prior years. But at the end of the day, it's like showing up and doing whatever we decide, whether it's just like actually just having a team at the actual race and that's it, like that's enough. Right. And so there's sometimes we would do more, but sometimes we can't. And so um, it's been a reminder to myself of like, what's the minimum viable Mm -hmm. like effort and yeah. And I think that that was a good lesson. And it was crazy when you think, like, I remember it for the ninth years, like nine years, like yeah. we've been doing this for nine years. When you think about like, sometimes you have a job for like two years, three years. It's like, but this has been nine years. Didn't you get the microphone and like kick off the race or like announce the race? What year was that? I mean, that was like a pivotal moment. Like I look over, you have the microphone. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we got lucky to um collaborate with an incredible family and uh, the O'Neill family um that really I think um helped us grow with them um and have, you know, our sense of our team and uh, and being a part of the race and being part of their community, being a part of the overall uh effort and movement. I think that that also probably really helped us as well to feel like we could grow and we had um, freedom to kind of experiment. And then even, I mean, we were able to tour the NIH through this too, which was really cool as a family. And I think we went on a school work night of some sort, but we were able to go through and just kind of see, um, you know, and learn about the strides in cancer research um, with renal cell kidney, kidney cancer. So, I mean, that was just a moment we'll always forget, I mean, or excuse me, always remember. Um, but just be able to go through that and just like to see the strides to learn about the science um, and just to kind of see what's going on with that. So that was also really cool that I feel like, you know, we wouldn't have had that opportunity really to just go through the NIH that, you know, this race had helped us get to that point. Yeah. That's another good point of like, you never know where the next, you know, the next new opportunity or the next, what, wherever, what you're working on, you never know where it's going to take you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you never know who will see and be like, you know what, did you want to come to this or did you want to do that with us? And you're like, sure. Right. Um, 
you know that I've talked about how people are kind of like one email away um, as we're starting to kind of wrap up here a little bit. I love that. That, that always resonates with me because I take that with my, my job completely. It's like you, you just never know. I think I, the one email, the one conversation, like the one little push, like you just never know. So I feel like that's a good uh, motto maybe, or what have you, or like phrase that you have started to started to really implement, but it's, it's a good one for sure. Yeah. Um, anything else that you think that we missed as kind of reflecting on leaping into the unknown of leaving Washington, DC, you know, or, you know, starting working at the front desk as a, um, and, you know, slowly building up an independent real estate business in, in the Miami area. Um, how team Nabinsky has been a, conduit for for healing and also for for growth uh personally and professionally um yeah anything else that you think we missed here dana i want to flip it on you actually since this is the 150th episode um congratulations but i mean where do you now that we're you know you talked about my unknown or i guess the unknown where do you see yourself going with this at being 150 do you see yourself doing 150 more what do you have in store uh, I would like to do 150 more. <laughs> it's um, it. There's many times it feels like I'm just getting started. Does it feel like you've done 150? It doesn't. It feels sometimes it feels like it's been a little while, and sometimes it feels like it's just getting started. And I think that's I know like the skills. Like there's plenty of like I I I was in a conversation earlier today, and somebody who is a really good interviewer has done a lot of great work. He said it took him 14 years to feel like he like was good. Wow. Um, so it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lifelong skill type of thing. So uh, I, I would like to do, you know, 150 more. Mm-hmm. We'll see if people say yes, like you. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I know I'm like, wait, it took 150 to ask a sibling. I'm like, should I be honored or like a little hurt? Like, <laughs> I'm like 150, like that's a cool number, you know, it's monumental, but you know, I, at first I'm like, okay, he's done 10, he's done 20, it's up to a hundred. Like, I guess, you know, maybe this will never happen to me, but <laughs> 150 was the, the lucky number here. Well, I wanted to do something special and this is, this is special. And I also, um, yeah, I think we, hopefully found a good story, a good message and your story is obviously inspiring and how we can combine it with this other uh, stuff as well. I think at least for me made for an awesome conversation, I hope for listeners as well. Um, but yeah, I think this is a, it's a privilege. It's a lucky thing to do. And I, I don't, it's, it's crazy how like just started it and then just kept going. Right. I mean, we all have our, our kind of interesting paths in the beginning. Like it's never glamorous. It's not all, you know, amazing as it could look or seem or something like that. I mean, you know, I don't know if you want to share your beginning days too, before you were, you know, going back between New York and DC and, you know, kind of that nomad and had luggage and we would just like drop you off at the train station. You're like, bye. And then you're like coming into DC. You're like, Hey Dana, like, can I stay with you? Like, you know, just things like that. You know, it's just, we all have to kind of start somewhere and, you know, the kind of the thrill of it all is like the unknown that you don't know what, you know, your next day will be necessarily or what new um, 
challenges, surprises, adventures. You know, I've had my fair share, but I feel like you, you might have a few better ones than me. um anything else any closing thoughts anything that you think somebody who's listening should do right now um anything that they should you know go go cold call your prior boss or something i don't know but (laughs) you could i mean i think like you know at the end of the day like what we've all experienced this past year especially just hasn't been normal. I mean, what is normal? No one really knows for sure, but, or there's no real true definition for that. But I think if anything, I feel like, you know, the past year has given us all kind of like a time to reflect if something isn't working, if you're not happy with something, if there's something that you've always kind of wanted to do, um, obviously safely, if you can, if, if that happens to be like a different neighborhood, um, a different living arrangement, a different place that you're curious about living, go for it. I mean, I will say like, you know, we moved prior to all this, but I'm like so happy we moved here, you know, and I'm so happy that we just did something completely not really on the planet. I mean, if you asked me this five years ago, would I ever see myself living in Miami? I probably would have said like, probably not, you know, I'm I'm comfortable here in the DC area, but I feel, you know, it really has put myself, um, allowed myself to put myself out there and to just you know, really meet strangers, you know, it's, it's, it's hard when you're like 32 to make new friends, you know, you're kind of like, Hey, do you want to meet for coffee? Like, you know, Hey, do you want to go try this restaurant? And it's, you know, I've never really had to like make new friends. You know, I have the same best friends from growing up and, um, which I'm, I'm very thankful for, but it's, you know, it's, it's hard to meet new people and to come up with new routines and new schedules. But I think, you know, if anything, I feel that this time and um, as a reflection is to kind of just see, you know, if there's something that you've always wanted to do to kind of go for it and to not really think twice. Um, you know, we, we're only here for such a finite time. And so I really think it's important to really do what you want to do or what, where some, go somewhere where it makes you happy. Of course, when, you know, travel is a little bit more easier, but I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, you, you can only do so much. And I feel, um, you know, if there's something that you've wanted to pursue or change, or if that's a hobby, a job, anything like that, I feel like, uh, you know, now's the time to go for it. Awesome. And um, if uh, somebody wants to follow up, learn more, connect with you, become friends with you, what's the best way they can do that, Dana? Sure. Um, I mean, we can connect on LinkedIn. Um, Instagram, email, whichever, you know, mode of uh, communication or uh, social media is easiest for anyone. And do you have, uh, I'll put the links to those in the show notes and stuff like that. Um, But um, yeah, thank you so much, Dana. This was awesome. Thanks for having me, Dave. I appreciate it. This was fun. Hey friend, thank you for tuning in to this special episode of Portfolio Career Podcast. Would love to hear what you learned and what you enjoyed. Um, You can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever is best for you. And as a reminder, I'm just one email away as well. This episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There you can subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away which includes the best insights from the podcast and friend-sourced opportunities. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Thank you so much.